Much cool. better. See, that would have fucking sucked because then we would have had to use use my Craig recording because Discord has it hooked up to my Yeti. Damn, that would have been really embarrassing after all the shit we talked about him just then. Yeah, to so Craig like, oh, you come crawling back to me on the evening of my son's bath and demand to use my recording. <laughs> just like Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like Thanos. Thanos clapped. Craig, <laughs> Alistair, Thanos clapped us. Um, It'll feel so good, yeah. Mr. Craig. Okay, I'll, I'll ask again. How's everyone been? This is podcast banter now. This is this is is this our pre-show? Yeah, this is our pre-show. Fuck it. All right, sure. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I've uh, I've got a busy day ahead of me. Uh, technically, all of it is things on the computer though. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this. Uh, I have an interstitial session that might be the finale, assuming that hasn't been canceled. Oh, nice. Uh, uh, I, after that is fanfic reading in the Jurgen at Discord, and after that is, uh, uh, VGT MTP recording. You're like but a, yeah. like a busy socialite, but for well, podcasting. I'm a busy socialite on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Saturdays are for Dan's. Saturdays mm-hmm. are for podcasters. <laughs> How have you How been, about Sarah? You, Oh, okay. I asked you first. Um, I got in there first, like a quick try. I was like, "How have you been?" Okay, uh, it definitely was the opposite on my end. But go off. Uh, I've okay, been chilling. Fair enough. I've been. I've been. Um, the pharaohs are in my room. I have the pharaoh plushes, patrons. Not to worry. Oh. Um, tell I, me about the nuts. I did scare Jimmy with it. <clears throat> um, so, and 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 for for those those of you who are are allergic to dogs, don't worry. I'm not like touching them with them. Um. But I, I took him. I took the pharaohs out of the bags to, you know, let let the nuts expand. <laughs> and uh, Katie was taking Jimmy for a walk when I did that. So he comes back inside, and I'm like sitting on the floor of the office, and I like have the pharaohs, and like I kind of like start wiggling the tail back and forth of one, and he's like <laughs> his ears go up, and he kind of slowly approaches, and I kind of like like dart it forward in my hand, and he like backs the fuck up. He's like, oh shit, oh fuck, oh no. Uh, and I felt really, really bad, and then I pet him a lot to make him feel better. Uh, it's just like what ph- Pharaoh does in the show. It's it's just like it. I think. What if if we ever get like a weirdly uh, efficient manufacturing process? If, if Pod Agreed becomes like the number one podcast in the world, and we like get to like make real merch, we should make yeah. pharaohs and you squeeze them, and like Catboy Sensei's voice comes out or something. Oh my god! Or, or like, like a little the... a little light pops out. Important yeah, question. Cause, uh, uh-huh. Are you squeezing the middle of them? Are you squeezing the head? Or are you squeezing the nutsack? You know the answer. You, you know it's just going to be the nuts, Dan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why would you squeeze any other part? They're very Sarah. Props to you. They're very squeezable. Thank you. I'm glad you've spent time squeezing my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had it, it, it's quality control. I had to give each one a couple honks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so you were uh, saying. It's- there's just a little collide honker in there. <laughs> <laughs> like fucking bicycle horn. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, have I been? I've been working at the televisions factory for like two weeks. So I'm very uh, that that that's showbiz. Actually, that's a lie. I've been working in the televisions factory for three days, but it feels like two weeks. I mean, you know, it's uh, time time dilation. Yeah, yeah, like... This is just um, what Einstein was talking about. Yeah, like, um, the theory of relativity, the speed at which your labor is being exploited physically slows down Mm -hmm. time. 
Well, it's because um, when the, when the when the television goes, it's, it makes things go at speed of light, so it goes faster. That's why. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Simple math. <laughs> it's <laughs> podcasting's math? fun. You can say whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. Do we want to oh, talk I've, about? Huh. No. Wait. I also want to say that I've yes. been watching videos of other people playing Elden Ring, and I'm very into the game, despite the fact that I have not played it and never will play it i just like to see it very into the little guys the more who's your favorite little guy so far in elden ring um so far i'm obsessed with the fact that there's an enemy that's just a very big orb oh oh the orb of faces no there's just when you go down underground and there's like the city of eternal darkness or some shit like that and then there's just an orb that Jesus, you like bonks you like an Indiana Jones kind of thing. Oh and then shit! You have okay, to fight so just a big, big ball. That th- that okay. Here's the thing. Sarah. Hi, welcome to Queens. And There's Games. multiple different giant orb enemies in Elden Ring. <laughs> One is like okay. Did you watch anything in the um in in, in fantasy Hogwarts, the fucking wizard school in Elden Ring? Yes, because I know there's an orb that like drops down the stairs and chases you. Because because uh, those orbs are like you smash all the fucking wizard heads together, so it's like. It looks like old Greek statues with, like, what's that one? You know that one, like, that giant fucking, like, circle statue with, like, that, like, wailing face? We all know what we're talking about, right? Medusa? No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Greek circle face mask thing. It's, um, no, that's, shit, that's not what I'm talking about fucking all. Face statue? What is it? God damn it. This thing! Hold on. Wow, why is this image so small? Um, okay, post, send me pictures of Greek circle face statue. Yeah, thing. I'm posting it in the, pa- in, in the patrons chat so Elvir can see what I'm talking about too. Hello, Elvir. This, the mouth of truth. This fucking thing. Ah, oh, I imagine, have seen this. Wow. Yeah, so imagine a giant ball made up of like hundreds of these guys just like mashed together, and it like fires. Oh, that magical, rules. It's like fires magical mortal sh- shots at you. Um, that rules. No, you're thinking of like the pure silver balls that chase you. Those yeah. things are fuckers They're, to fight. Like perfectly perfectly smooth and That's satisfying right. um, i i like that whole area because like each one you fight finds a different way to trap you in the room <laughs> and it's just like god damn it not this shit again but yeah it, i just really respect elder ring for like there's so many fucked up little guys but like the fucked up the most fucked up little guy of all is just a perfectly smooth sphere mm-hmm. it's just like oh mwah, chef's kiss the rounder you are the, um, the the scarier more dangerous more deadly you are yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That's why uh, Voltorb, the most powerful Pokemon. Mm. Many know this. Mm. I'm right. touching my two fingers to my temple and going, mm. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Do we want to talk about you here now? Have you ever had sex with a pharaoh? I put the pussy in a sarcophagus. Put the pussy in a sarcophagus. Put the pussy in a sarcophagus. Pussy sarcophagus. I'm really good at playing card games. That's what life is really all about. What the fuck is up, duelists? Hello and welcome to Pot of Greed, the internet's only podcast that is officially sponsored by the Kaiba Corporation. We are the only one. Trust no substitutes. Hello, I am your host, Sarah, and I've had enough of this fog king jewel. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm Max, and I'm smoking the shit that killed Echo. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god. Um, I'm Dan, and uh, uh, I've got a little weird card pump. <laughs> <laughs> they sure did. They, they sure, sure did. fucking did. This oh. is. We talked about this before we started recording. It's kind of insane how. Not to show my hand too early, but it's kind of insane how fucking nothing these episodes were, considering there are five episodes left in the season. These, yeah. These episodes. Look, there's one thing I like about these episodes, and that's we're in sickos hour. Uh, all sickos all the time. We sure fucking are. I'm like looking out uh, in a window that's just floating in this fog ocean. I'm wearing a shirt that says sickos, and I'm saying, yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> you're, you're, like, hanging on from a window at the top of this weird cyber tower, like, just dangling mm. off the edge. Hey, you know what this weird cyber tower looks like? Uh, yeah. Alcatraz from Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Monsters. Okay, no, I was thinking of uh, when, um, you know, the thing happened to Dublin in uh, D- Gundam Double Zeta. Oh, it does kind of, it, it, it is kind of like, um, uh... Was it Mashmer who had to put that order out? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Hey, Double Zeta's on Crunchyroll now. No one has any excuse anymore. Yeah. I just remember there was a big tube pointing up, and that's what this looks like. Why is there a big cyber cylinder in a fog ocean? Uh, Well, if you played Xenoblade Chronicles 2, you'd understand. Right. It's it's, it's, it's the beanstalk. So... The reason that I don't understand anything that's happening in this duel isn't because I haven't watched the previous ten episodes because I've you know been busy in the movies factory. Definitely not. That. Um, and everything to do with the fact that I haven't played Xenoblade Chronicles too. Okay, good to know. Good to know that it's not not my fault. Yeah, I mean, um, to be clear, watching the ten episodes would take vastly less time than it would to complete Xenoblade Chronicles two. But unfortunately, there's not like giant tittied sword girls in Yu-Gi-Oh! And there are in Xenoblade, so weigh your options carefully. Okay, but Tanya is here, this giant tittied bulk swole tiger girl, so I don't know. Uh, But in Xenoblade Chronicles 2, you do get a British-voiced white tiger that you can ride on top of, so weigh your options carefully. So, uh, Sarah, do you need, like, a little bit of, like, recapping? No, I don't think I do. I think I'm good, actually. Look, the most important thing is recap (laughs) at the beginning of this episode in that we get to see fucking Ryo die again. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I... I, w- I want to try and tell you what I think happens in you. Yeah, hit it. Fuck it up. Based on what I've seen this episode. And then I will I will absolutely dan- require a bit more explanation after then. Mm-hmm. Um, but from the preview, I discovered that... So, uh, Johan is back, and he's evil now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then throughout the course of this episode, I realized that he was not, in fact, evil now. That it's just that that was actually that's you, Bell. Um, mm-hmm. actually. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, th- in the preview, so Johan is back and he killed Rio, but Rio liked it actually, Kinda. and everyone was very sad. Um. And yeah, I don't know how we got in this situation. Really. Yeah. So, uh, first thing you should know specifically for this episode. Is that, uh, uh, Adrian Gecko, aka Mungaram, uh, yes, Amogus, uh, he, uh, went to, like, this cave in the dual monster world, and, uh, that's where Exodia was. Uh, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, he does, like, a duel to, like, sacrifice, uh, Echo's soul. Uh, by the way, Echo and Crowler finally joined up with the rest of the crew. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I like I like to see Chronos, my friend Chronos de Medici with the gang. Yeah. He's, he's like a genuinely um, capable adult now because there's no yeah. one else to fill that role. When the bar is on the floor. Yeah, that, that's when it's Chronos' time to shine, baby. 
when there's three <laughs> characters left. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yes, uh, so he, he does like a duel that sacrifices, he, he duels, uh, oh, who was it? I, oh, right, he dueled, uh, Aster Phoenix yeah, or Edo. Edo. Uh, so yeah, Edo's dead. Uh, how did Edo get here, huh? You know, yeah, Ed- I don't need to know that. So yeah, uh, uh, Edo's dead, uh, he sacrifices Echo to, like, summon Exodia, so now he's got, like, Exodia on his side, and he's gonna use Exodia to take over the dual dimension. Right. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's trying to take over the dual dimension specifically. He wants to dethrone you, Bell. You know how he had the fucked up hand for like half of last season or whatever. Yeah. Or this so, season? so, so I there was a little kind of recap thing here where you, uh, Bell, like give him a little bit of hand. Yeah, you um, both gave him a taste of hand power, and now he's like, "Oh, that's cool and all, but like, I have Exodia, so now I'm more powerful. I'm gonna become king instead." Yeah, and it well, it seemed like you, Bell, gave him the hand so that. Like Among would work for you, Bell, but then Among was like, "I don't know their game plan here." I want to be the boss. It was very confusing. Yeah, I don't. Uh, Were you here for when Jaden got back to normal? Absolutely not. I have no idea how that happened. He, uh, Jim Crocodile Cook and uh, and, uh, Austin O'Brien, aka Axel Brody, they're both fucking dead too. They Mm -hmm, died mm -hmm. saving Judai, but Judai's back to normal. The only problem is they didn't like eradicate the darkness in his heart. The darkness in his heart, evil, just kind of like zipped over to um, Johan. Okay, okay, okay. So so Jaden's better, but he's also racked with grief because like literally all of his friends died and it was his fault. Yeah, because there was definitely like a bit, I mean, this is kind of in the second episode when Jaden like comes into the tower and then he gets like momentarily trapped in the sword, sort of the crystal dimension. And then the sort of ghosts of everyone who has sort of died in his behalf over the past like, you know, 20 or so episodes sort of like attack him mentally. And I don't know, his brain does something weird. Yeah, he's going through it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um. That's kind of where we're at, though. That's yeah. Yeah. That's that should be everything. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. And and then like the, the very last thing is like last week Rio fought uh Ubel, aka Johan and did some really cool shit. Literally only to look badass because he knew he was gonna die anyway. So he's like, might as well do something silly and yeah. fun, and then fucking beef it. It's great. Oh, it turns respect. out. Respect. It turns out that uh, using those shock colors for like. Two seasons straight, uh, with like no uh, restraint, uh, fucked up his heart. Oh yeah, specifically, Damn. he didn't die because he lost the duel. He died because his heart fucking exploded. Oh my god! Uh, so I really hope he doesn't come back because, like, you know, there's a whole other season. Presumably, everyone who died in this duel hell is going to come back. I hope Rio doesn't because he died for a different reason. <laughs> I I genuinely, this man needs to like get into the BDSM community so that he could like explore this area of his personality in a far more safe way than through dueling. He needs, he needs to practice safe kink. Yeah, exactly. He really, like, bestie, like... Rio, please. This in it. Rio, It's not please. good for my heart and yours. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, what's this episode called, by the way? Uh... This is in the sub episode one hundred and forty nine, Clash of Devils, Phantasms versus Exodia. Actually, I got one more question. When yes. did Ubel slash Johan get the like the three noble phantasms or whatever they're called? I oh, think uh, that, they've had the whole time. Yeah, I oh. think they've had them since okay. like uh, the end of like when they were in the desert. 
cool 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 because because yeah okay no 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 no. okay this is what happened this is what happened so do you remember the end of like when they get out of the desert when johan summoned rainbow dragon and fought against the phantasms and argyle the phantom king whatever the fuck i think when that happened like the cards kind of slurped their way onto johan because like johan like won the phantasms not yubel well so Johan, because the whole thing of going back into the dual hell is because Judai's like, I need to find my husband now. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. May- maybe like part of Yubel went to Judai and part of Yubel's like been in Johan the whole time, which is why he's because he's always had the mm. phantasms. We haven't seen them until now, but presumably he's had those cards with him. Maybe he just knew they were important, but like he's had them with him, I guess, since he fought Yubel to leave dual hell for the first time. Hmm. He just has them. It's fine. They're cool. I don't need. To, I don't need to question it. Don, what are these episodes called in the dub? Uh, uh episode forty-five, the ultimate face-off, part one. Love mm-hmm. Nick Cage. Love Travolta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, if Nick Cage was in Yu-Gi-Oh GX, who would he play? Kronos D. Manichi. Uh, I yeah, correct answer. As a- but he would do. He would say all the Italian explorations, but in his his own American exasperated voice, Gorgonzola cheese, like that. Oh, extremely good. Um, um, yeah. What happens in these episodes? Rio dies again. We get to see it. It's very sad. I hate to nice. see it. Um, everyone's really, really sad, of course. But Judai, Judai, you know, fucking clenches his fist. He's still not doing great, but he knows that only he can defeat you, Bell. I mean, you know, Yubel's like, I'm waiting for you, Judai, as they walk through, like, the fucking Door of Truth, Full Metal Alchemist style. Yeah. Um, and like, and then it, it's like this cute um, Lord of the Rings moment where Show's like, of course you're the only one who can take on Yubel, Judai, and I'm coming with you. Mm-hmm. It's very sweet. Yeah. Like, everyone else, like, you know, is pressing F to pay respects, grieving and stuff. Judai sort of permanently locks himself in, like, the anger phase of grief. He's not doing and, well. Yeah. The, I think the boy ain't right, personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, and to, to add to this fucking tag team, Kronos is like, well, I am the only adult here, so I can be the teacher chaperone. Yeah. <laughs> it's he, nice. Yeah. He has, like, a bit about, well, I have to do this, otherwise I'm going to get demoted. Uh, I think he has that's pretty good now, for kids. Okay, Thank you, four kids. He should have <laughs> tenure, but... Because uh, he's one of three teachers at the school. He needs tenure. The school needs him to have tenure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cyrus uh, is also going because he wants to make sure Jaden doesn't turn evil again. Ojama mm-hmm. Yellow comes because it's fun. Uh, and Bastion says, I'm not going to come. I'm going to stay ha- back with my wife. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, he just... I mean, fair enough. Like, look at her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, t- look. <laughs> had I the option between going to like a-, a cyber fog death tower or hanging back with like a buff tiger woman, hmm, hmm, hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we cut over to um, Johan, um, who's going towards the the big the big cyber tower, and I I noticed that. Um, what did you say, Max? I'm just gonna call it the beanstalk. The beanstalk. Yeah, that makes sense. Is is that the Xenoblade Two one? This is what they call it. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, so yeah, we cut over to Johan, who's like creeping towards the beanstalk through the fog, and I noticed that he he's got the sort of like Final Fantasy character design um treatment. Yeah, he's kind of he's kind of belted up. Yeah, yeah. He got no morad. He's been no morad. I mean, what happened was undergone no morification. 
So this is what I think happened. Because Yubel's a card spirit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know that one time Yugi, like, I-, I think it's called Dark Paladin. It's like that fucked up version of the Dark Magician that has like a trillion billion bets oh, on it. Oh, yeah, like season four type shit. Yeah, and I think what happened is like all the card spirits hang out, right? And Yubel saw that and was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to make that. W- when I When I get another human host, I'm making them wear that shit. Yeah, because like the if the car, if the deal spirits can like manifest themselves like physically, it kind of implies that they could manifest clothes physically on you to give you drip. Yeah, right. it's uh, it's it, it's it's the glamour. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Um, tracks. Yeah. So they they make it to the top. Yubel Johan does, and Am- Amogus is waiting there, and Exodia is there too. And Do like, you like how Amogus is just like lunging on the throne? I, I respect this it. throne is entirely too large for anyone. <laughs> Who's gonna I, Who's gonna comfortably sit here? I, That's I, real I, Game of Thrones ours who up. <laughs> I don't know who made the beanstalk or what it's supposed to represent. I like to imagine it's supposed to be big, so you have to like slouch on it like a little goblin man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be- <laughs> because like you can if you sit if you do like the Skyrim Jarl pose where like they have that one arm up, kind of like leaning over, uh-huh. you're covering about a third of the entire surface area of the seat. It's a very large throne. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but like y- you take this like there's like a light bridge you cross and like a floating elevator, and like at the bottom we see like the kind of football test tube that Ubel's card was in originally when it came back to Earth. Right, uh, right. This is the uh, satellite, I guess. Yeah, I don't know how it got into dual hell. There's a lot I, I don't remember I from this season. I assume this is like some sort of weird magical hyper representation of it, some manifestation of Ubel's will. Oh, you know what? That's exactly what it is. Like the belts. Yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> they should call them Ubelt. <laughs> Um, I think, I think, Dan, that's exactly what it is, because before, uh, Johan, or before Judai leaves to go to the tower, Bastion says some weird bullshit about, like, you can make a miracle happen if you truly believe in it. All the realities are connected here. And, yeah. Which is kind of a fucking wild thing to say, but yeah. I'm just gonna, if I can't explain anything with a reasonable explanation, I'm just gonna say, it's because of miracles. Bastion yeah, said so. there's yeah. some, like, Bastion miracle science shit going on here. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh... Yeah, I like when Jaden goes there, he starts getting a bunch of flashbacks to like what happened with Ubel and he's realizing like, oh, oh, that's why Ubel's kind of fucked up, huh? Yeah. Uh, it's a compelling story. Like, I quite like it. Mm-hmm. I still think that Ubel should have been like another card that Judai designed, which would make more sense as to why they're like obsessed with him. But like, mm-hmm. sure, I guess Judai was like their only friend when he was a kid. And yeah. Like, his parents were like, their vibes are rancid, keep him in space forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure if the sort of quality of the writing has declined in season three, or if it's just that I've missed so much. Um, um I think it's more that you've missed it, because, like, mm-hmm. I still, I'm really, really invested in this whole story, and to see how it ends and everything, but, like, it is just kind of a very... I I think you know what it is, it's that, like, a lot of stuff that happens in Duel Monsters is kind of things that are more important throughout the entirety of the show and with gx it's like each season is pretty disparate in terms of like the big threat so Mm. it's not like we would have had like we would have known about ubel since season one and season three it kind of comes to it's just like ubel's only a season three thing so it hasn't had enough time to kind of cook and marinate and all that yeah because it's it's like it's not exactly like uh card spirit i sent him to space 
comes back evil and does shenanigans is like more of an overcomplicated wacky plot than like oh evil light forces from outer space come to Jill Academy and start a cult that possesses several of right. my friends and turn them white. Like it's all unhinged shit in well, GX. It's also because we knew about the card spirit sent to space back in season two when Judai got his new deck because Neos was there. Yeah. And 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 then season three is like, oh and by the way, there was another fucked up card we didn't know about until now. And it's like, well, if we had known earlier, that would have been cooler, but Instead, it like like I don't think Ubel feels like an afterthought to me, but like I wish Ubel was like foreshadowed a bit more. But, yeah, you know, whatever. It's it's a fucking it's a card game anime, so <laughs> I'm the bad yeah. guy for wanting more out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it's like they are. I think from a show that's clearly like written a season ahead at most, they're doing pretty well, like seeding stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um. Uh. So you know what happens. Yeah, uh, Yuval gets to the beanstalk, she gets to her big fancy chair, uh, and Adrian's sitting in it. Uh, <laughs> like a Skyrim Jarl. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and he says uh, he's going to use the power of Exodia to rule this dimension. Oh, uh, beans. Uh, uh, Jesse Nord is like, really? Come on. It, if uh, I take over, I'm going to control all the dimensions. Don't underestimate me. Uh, Don't underestimate. And uh, they they duel. Uh, just want to like one thing that's great about uh, Jesse's dueling rig or Jesse Nort's dueling rig is that uh, there's like a weird little pump that opens up <laughs> yeah. the, the deck. It's it's weird. It's like whatever. It's it's all it's the belts. It's the belts. What can I say? It's just the yeah, belts. You know that video of and i think it's a tiktok of like a guy like reloading stuff like he yes the toaster and stuff. <laughs> reloading a Yu-Gi-Oh dual disc yeah he does that mm, it's good yeah i really like also, hi- mm, you go i was gonna say i really like how his dual disc has sort of like three different wings kind that's of that's exactly what i was gonna say yeah it's cool it's sick um so they begin the duel um, and as they begin, Yubel explains to Amon that Amon is their emergency rations to grow their heart's darkness before they meet Judai. So Amon's not a threat to Yubel. Amon's just like a small little snack along the way. He's just like a little fucking, he's a little cup of applesauce to recharge yeah. before Judai shows up. Take a little, take a, take a fucking sip, uh, Yubel. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the duel begins and Yubel just like straight up summons Hamon out the gate. Yeah. My friends are my my friend. The phantasms are back. I'm the only one who likes these guys, but you know you what? You sure fucking are. I like them enough for everyone else. <laughs> um, uh, so this is uh, like an Exodia duel. Yeah. Um, and throughout this whole duel, all I could think about was the duel from Cup of Green. Um, the so no head duel. <laughs> so no head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like the whole duel, I was like, oh, well, at least Among presumably has the head of Exodia. Yes. Uh, he he starts out. He's already drawn off. All four Exodia cards. Yeah, the uh, four that he needs. The mm-hmm. four most powerful cards. <laughs> all four parts of Exodia that we all know and love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I also... So, a lot of this duel is... Seems to be about uh, Yubel, like, declaring their love for Judai. And, mm-hmm. like, because they keep being like, Oh, my beloved Judai. Like, Judai, who I love so much. Um, and it's sort of like Among has a similar thing where he's like, oh, like Echo, who I loved and who's still with me. Um, 
And there's the theme seems to kind of be that like each of these duelists has a person they're dealing for. Kind of. Know, there's sort of stuff going on. So what's? I wasn't quite sure. So uh, I understand what they're going for, but like it's it's fallen flat for me because with the whole thing was that Amon needed to sacrifice someone he loved and someone that loved him to get Exodia, and that was Echo. But like we really don't get any of that. Like, we understand that Echo loves Amon, sure. But then, like, it's like while he's dueling and ready to kill her, he's just like, and I love her, too. And it's like, all right, man, sure. Like, I guess you can shed a tear over it. But, like, this hasn't come up until literally just now. So I don't really believe you that much. Like, we never really got to know Echo in the show. Yeah, she was, she was just, right. like, b- badass woman. And that was kind of it. She was just a cool lady in a submarine. Yeah. I also realized um, while watching these that I think the reason her name is Echo is because like Echo and like Exodia, like that's the same, the, like mm. Echo is the start of the name oh. Exodia, like in Japanese pronunciation. And I'm like, okay, so like, is she just literally called that so that she can then be sacrificed to become Exodia? Like, okay. Right. Much to think about. So... Uh, I will note, uh, the big thing in like the dub version it, I mean, this could happen. This might also happen in the sub, but like, the main thing going on is like, Yubel doing this like, Hannibal Lecter Joker thing where she's like, <laughs> uh, rubbing in, uh, uh, Adrian's face, uh, how, uh, he sacrificed the one person he loved for a really cool card. And since Yubel's gonna beat him anyway, it's, com- it was all for naught. Uh, yeah, very similar yeah. in the sub. Yeah, it, it is like that's like the whole thing of the duel, pretty much. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's like a little bit deeper, uh, sort of in the sub because like it's instead of being like, oh, you sacrificed her for a really cool card, it's like, oh, you sacrificed her for power, the darkness in your heart, blah blah blah. Yeah, she keeps yeah. talking about the darkness in his heart. Yeah, this is Kingdom Hearts shit. This is Kingdom Hearts. Um, <laughs> yeah. So some something we see in this duel that we saw in the last. Uh, Amon duel that you hadn't seen Sarah is like there's another fucking Exodia running around his name is Exodius and like he only works yeah. when Exodia is in the graveyard or banished or whatever the hell um, and the whole thing yeah. is like you're, you're, you're discarding Exodia cards to power up Exodius and like when all five it's like the same win con when all five Exodia parts are in the graveyard you win I think right uh, something like that but we don't really get to see it obviously um, throughout the duel and again like Dan said uh Yubel's like just constantly taunting Amon, and Amon's not buying it because he's like, e- you know, Echo's still with me. She's right here in my deck. And like, whenever he says that, we see like, you know, 50% opacity JPEG of Echo shows up in front of his deck or like behind yeah. him or whatever. Yeah. She's still here. She's just yeah. not saying anything. Yeah. Uh, and I. That, no, what were you going to say? Fucking nothing. Go for it. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, a rap. Uh, what. Uh, Yubel does next is after summoning all three sacred 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 beasts, she fuses them into Chaos Phantasm Armatiel, the ultimate Yay. sacred beast. It's great. Armatile funk. Yeah. <laughs> imagine if there. Imagine if you fused all three Egyptian god cards. Uh, they did that yeah. though. They did it in season but, five. That's what Herakti is. Yeah. Right. Mommy, right. Sorry. Mommy, right. Sorry. She wasn't mommy in this one, unfortunately. Yeah. No, this is kind of like a more fucked up amalgam. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, mommy, but like, only if you're brave enough, you know. <laughs> mommy hard mode. <laughs> uh, so. And. Yeah. Max? Uh, there, there is an interesting effect when they summon Armatile that, like, the, the whole thing is Exodius can't be affected by, like, um, oppo- opposing monster effects. So what Ubel does is, like, they summon Armatile to a mom side of the field. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, so so since Exodius can't be affected by opposing monster effects, it can still be affected by your own. And thus, ba- the effect of Armatile is that it banishes everything on the field. Exodius gets banished, and Echo also is, like, banished, quote-unquote, but it's fine because Amon still sees the, the 50% opacity PNG of Echo as he draws his next card and knows yeah. it's not yeah. over yet. It's yeah. a it's a real, like, teleports behind you, trust no one, not even yourself. N- nothing personnel, kid. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very good. Yeah, it's around this time that uh, Jaden, Crowler, Cyrus, and Ojama Yellow show up. Yeah. Uh, and that's where the episode ends. Yeah. There's a good bit where, like, Crowler's just very worried that they're getting lost because they are just wandering through an endless ocean of fog. Yeah, I would think so too, Crowler. <laughs> yeah. Um, so valid, bestie. <laughs> and that's pretty much the episode. Yeah, that's it. Shall we get our game on? Sure. Damn, we don't need to edit in the stinger now. You did it yourself. Thank Great you very stuff. much. Uh, I already talked about Elden Ring in the pre-show, so that that's me. All right. Dan, what you got? Uh, so I've been messing around with a couple different things, like, uh, I finished Stormblood, uh, for Final Fantasy XIV, uh, I understand why everyone says it's kind of, like, weaker compared to, like, the other, the other expansions, uh, I also, uh, Steam Next Fest happened, uh, and I got to play some great demos, uh, I specifically played three, uh, the first was Slayer's X. Uh, Slayer's X is a spin-off title for Hypnospace Outlaw. It is a, uh, first-person shooter made by the, uh, character Zane. Uh, so in the game, which took place in 1999, he's Zane Rocks 14, but he's actually 15. Now he's Zane Rocks 36, <laughs> except he's 37. Fuck yeah. When will the lies end? Uh, he, he, like, apparently, like, started working on this when he was a teenager, and, like, he found, like, uh, a fucking dollar store CD with the data on it, so he, so he made it, so he finished working on it. Uh, <laughs> it's amazing. It's, it's, like, the most aggressively, uh, teenage boy who loves, uh, <laughs> Uh, teenage boy who loves Lincoln Park, uh, yes! game ever. Uh, he's like, like, it's, it's got like these sort of like very, like, kinda shitty, kinda cool graphics. Uh, mm-hmm. it's modeled after build engine games, which is what Duke Nukem is based on, because of course, this kid, this kid would make a game in the build engine. Uh, mm-hmm. it, uh, like, uh, when you start the game, it, you get your difficulty options in there. Not a real gamer, normal gamer, and I'm awesome. <laughs> uh, uh, you get some fun weapons. You get dual pistols. You get a gun that shoots glass shards. Uh, when you break glass in the game, you get ammo for it. Uh, it is shards with a T. 
Uh, I wasn't about to ask. Outstanding. Uh, you get like stupid. A, you get a sludge gun that uh, blows things up and creates rats, and the rats are friendly. Uh, rats. Uh, We're rats. Excellent, excellent. Uh, he throughout like the little demo, he's like saying these really dumb one-liners, like, "Oh no!" He's like, "Those psychos broke into our base." Now the poo is coming alive. That's messed up. And I and like calling them, calling people mother flipping turd piles. Outstanding. Uh, this is so teenaged. Uh, it's a great demo. Uh, uh, I will, I'll, I will probably buy the game when it comes out and talk about it more than mm. uh, other demos. Uh, I played. Uh, let me just make sure I have the name right. I, I have the download right here. It's, uh, let's see. It is called, uh, Ollie Frog Toad Skater. It's a Tony Hawk game. You're a cute little frog. A lot of customization for your frog. You can change the colors, give them accessories. Uh, it plays a lot like Tony Hawk. I will note it feels just a little bit off. It's not quite perfect. It's not quite there, but it's... It is very fun. Like, uh, for example, the, uh, the Christ, a couple of the names are removed. I know the, uh, Benihana is renamed, like, the Onion Volcano and, uh, the Christ oh, Air, the Christ Air, which is just basically a T pose is called Assert Dominance. <laughs> uh, stupid. Oh. Alright. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Uh, you know how, like, Breath of the Wild is this, you know, big, open, kind of, like, slow, methodical game where you're exploring the world and you're taking your time to kind of take everything in? Um, fuck all that. What if you got to kill, like, a thousand guys at once? Ah, uh, <laughs> that sounds like a Musou game. It sure fucking is. And Musou games are only getting better and better because I think they've kind of, like, realized that the Muso systems kind of just need to be updated over time and like grinding gigantic battles nonstop is not as fun. Mm. So what this does is like all of the maps are literally just like chunks from the breath of the wild world, which mm-hmm. is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Like the first, um, the first map you do is like Hyrule castle town, like from the game. And every map mm. is just like from the game. So like, if you know breath of the wild, you kind of like know your way around the maps already, which is really, really fun. Yeah. Um, you, it said 100 years in the past, like, before the Calamity happened. So you get to play as all the champions. Uh, Urbosa is the best one to play as, because she just, like, fucking yeets lightning everywhere. It kicks ass. Yeah, mommy. Um, and Rivali is complicated to play as an asshole. You know, no one likes Rivali. Uh, Mifa's fun. She can, like, teleport through water. And Daruk is just, like, you can roll around in a ball. What more could you possibly want? Oh, fuck yeah, um, just like Elden Ring. Just like Elden Ring. Oh, and you can play as Hestu, the funny little naked dancing Korok. <gasps> Whoa. And he talks. And he talks like this in my little voice. It's really oh funny. Um, and he just like constantly rattles like a maraca the entire fucking time he plays him, so it gets really annoying. <laughs> but, you know, it's funny. Um, game kicks ass, though. Everyone's like totally different to play as. Oh, you play as Zelda, and like her weapon is the Sheikah Slate. So she's just, like, fucking slamming bombs and ice blocks and, like, stasis and magnesis and everything. It's very cool. Oh, nice. Um, game is very fun. I'm, like, I have no idea how far into it I am. Probably not that far. I, like, did one mission 
or I beat like the fourth chapter and like literally the amount of shit to do on the map doubled. So I have like <laughs> a ton more content now. And like, I know there's like, I'm at like a third of the character count and there's like a lot of characters in this game. So mm-hmm. uh, it's fun. It's cool. It's Zelda Breath of the Wild. It's going to tide me over until they announce whatever the fuck, you know, show off another trailer for Breath of the Wild 2, the game that they're never going to tell us the title of because the title is apparently a huge spoiler for what happens in the game, which is why it's going to be called Breath of the Wild Lincoln Ganondorf Kiss. But you didn't hear that from me. <laughs> Uh, how about our patrons, though? Uh, yeah, I was gonna say um, I can tell you about Fire Emblem Warriors whenever I actually play it um, in a few weeks. Yeah. We, in the middle of our episode, thank our $10 patrons. So I would like to give a huge shout out and all my gratitude to Danielle Kalaska's Nero Wyvern Pagliacci Proto J Sarvis and Eruviru. Um, uh, what of those people is listening in now. Thank you very much. I'll, I'll leave it to you, the, the listeners, to guess who that is. Be a special surprise. Yeah, f- figure it out. Use your context clues. Exactly, exactly. Um, um, yeah. Next up, we have Yu-Gi-Oh! GX episode 130, I Summon You, Bell. 100 and what now? 50. That's definitely what I said the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, I'll, I'll, we'll edit it in. It's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and in this in the dub, it is... It's the ultimate face-off part two. Yeah, the ultimate, the ultimate face slash off. Oh uh, yeah, Nicholas Cage as um, Kronos de Medici, and John Travolta as Amon. Yeah. Uh, okay. It, uh, we open with Adrian uh, finding his backup strat, which is summoning the Fog Castle and the Fog King. Uh, it's got Fog King deal. It's Fog King hard to see out here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's five towers, which are the five monster card, like, slots. Uh, and he gets, like, this sword that looks like Kopaka's sword. It's got four Materia slots. I've also <laughs> written this sword has Materia slots in my notes. Yeah, it's fucking... These are these are some big-ass slots, too. These This is, like, a basketball-sized Materia. Yeah, yeah. I, again... Wasn't particularly paying attention to the duel because it's not that engaging to be real. But the 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 castle was cool and the materia sword was very cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kate yeah. just texted me ball is life after hearing me yell about basketball. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So um, it's mechanics. This shit is a lot. That shit happens. So the fog king sits in the fog castle and the fog castle takes up all of your magic slots. And whenever Fog King attacks with his cool swords, both monsters' attacks become one, but Fog King can't die. And if he would die in battle, he gets to move to a different slot on the castle, and a, a flame appears on that slot if, if what he kills gets destroyed by the battle. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh, but uh-huh. it can negate monster yeah, effects yeah, too. Mm-hmm. And in every, every, every shining crest he gets from battle, which from a different spell card makes him more powerful. What the fuck ever? I don't okay, need to yeah. read all this shit yes. at the beginning of an episode. So everything happens so much. Everything happens so, so much. So uh, the re- the remaining three uh, good ge- remaining four good guy characters like get get into the the beanstalk and uh, uh, just Jaden's like getting flashbacks of all of the memories of uh, he- he's experiencing dream bubbles like he's got <laughs> he uh, sees like all these people he uh, that he lost uh, he. He realizes uh, what happened with you, Bell, uh, and yeah, that's basically it. Uh, uh, Ojama, when he sees the purple bridge, is like, 
That means friendly, right? Uh, yeah, like, <laughs> all the, like, the bubbles of memory and flashbacks that sort of attack Judai seem to, like, do something to his brain, and then he is able to make a bridge manifest into the, the beanstalk tower thing. It's kind of sus. I don't know what's going on here, but it's kind of sus. Right. It's weird. Like, I don't even know if it's necessarily because of the beanstalk. I think it's because of, like, the U-Bell football on the bottom of it. Right, like, yeah. I feel like the beanstalk is just, like, incidental set dressing, and it's just confusing why it's, like, weird technological. Like, yeah. it could have just been, like, a medieval tower, and that would have made more sense. Mm-hmm. It could be anything, but... It, 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 I, I, I'm saying right now, I'm certain it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, it could be anything. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't find a way to care about it. But they just went with something that was easy and cheap to draw. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, it's, like, gray with some, like, like little, like, gunpla panel lines on the side. Got it, yeah, got it, got it. Got it. I, I will easy. say... Another thing that I have noticed, because I've sort of been, like, dipping out, like, I have not watched Yu-Gi-Oh! GX in depth for, like, about half a season. Like, the sort of, the, 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 the animation quality is, like, I could, like, I'm like, are they, are they running out of money? Because this is, there's, a, there's, I can see the shortcuts being taken here. Yeah, I mean, hopefully the final episodes will, like, you know, they're saving on budget so they can yeah, kind of get crossed. really nutty with it. But it's also Yu-Gi-Oh!, which historically never looked amazing. So, yeah. you know, we'll see. Yeah. Um, we cut back to the main duel, and Yu-Bell is telling Amon, he, you didn't truly love Echo, you feel no pain or anguish over her being gone. And then, like, Yu-Bell starts crying, because they're like, I want to make Judai feel that same anguish and pain. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, right. I the comparison between like uh Among discarding Echo and then Judai discarding Yubel, like it's interesting. I don't know if it exactly works, but like it's very believable that like Yubel feels this way and that's why they're like crying and going sicko mode and fucking what the thing. It's also the yeah. only thing Yubel's ever talked about since they showed up, so it's just like I'd yeah. like something more interesting, like another wrinkle to be added in the bullshit that they say. Yeah. But no, it's all about how much they love Judai and want to fucking get his ass. It's like, okay, because I didn't quite realize that Johan was just, like, straight up possessed, like, is Yubel's body now? Like, for the first sort of half of this duel, these episodes, every time, like, quote-unquote Johan would be like, oh, Judai, my beloved, I was like, oh, all right, they're husbands, but, like, it just once you realize that no, that's just you, Bell. It just kind of falls flat, and it's very disappointing. Yeah, it could be any other body that you Bell's in right now. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's just Johan's there because he was the reason they had to go back to Duel Hell in the first place. Yeah, you know. I'm still, I'm still fine with it because remember, season four was too dark for four kids to fucking handle. So, <laughs> like, yeah. and we've already killed off like eighty percent of the main cast in season three. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm not leaving the my seats just yet. Like I'm still hoping they come back. Uh, because it'd be funny if they didn't, though. You got to admit, what the fuck? It would be pretty funny if they didn't. But like, I'm sort of still assuming they'll come back. Yeah. Um. But at the same time, yeah. What happens in the duel? Like, there's just more dueling. I have no specific notes about this. It's a lot of. It's a lot of. Honestly, most of the duel is just expedition between Amon and Yubel. Yeah, um, Don, yeah. do you have anything? Uh, so, Yubel's uh, like trying to uh, bring the darkness out of Adrian to uh, power themselves up. Yeah, make uh, them a better snack to eat. Yeah, and like, as like this duel goes on and they're like countering each other, uh, 
Yuval makes a re- revelation. Uh, the darkness that Yuval is sensing isn't in Adrian. It's in, like, the PNG of Echo. <laughs> we get this great, like, zoom in on her face looking all scary. It's very uh, cool. Her eyes, she has smoked three pounds of weed. <laughs> yes. Her eyes are, like, beyond bloodshot. They're just, like, made of blood. Yeah. It's nuts. It's like a fucking, like... 2008 horror movie jump scare. Yeah, mm. she has the scarlet rod. She <laughs> <laughs> Melania got her ass. Uh, but yeah, like so like she is is like oh, behind every great man is a, a woman full of darkness in her heart. <laughs> so uh, get that on a t-shirt. So Yubel eventually like uh oh, here's an important thing. Uh mm-hmm. uh the uh, duel ends and start starts and ends with like the same uh, fuck fuck you over uh, card, which is hand destruction. Yes. Uh, oh, oh yeah. Uh, and uh, like before, uh, Adrian can like summon Exodia. Yubel plays themselves. Uh, yeah, Yubel takes the fucking field. Yeah. Mm. This uh, is just like when Gores got to the field in the third. The fourth annual Cup of Greed tournament. This is like when Don oh, Zaluk, yeah. This is like when Don Zaluk summoned himself and he just walked a little further. <laughs> oh my so god. He just, yeah, so he just takes a couple steps. I was kind of hoping that um, whenever Yubel was summoning themselves to the field, that they would have to like leave Johan's body. Mm-hmm. And that yeah, like we, Johan would it's... be left Yubel-less and like able to, I don't know, think as himself. Right. But that or, didn't really happen and I was a bit disappointed. Well, mm-hmm. the, that's what's so weird about it, right? We're in a world where dual spirits are real. They're manifested. Yeah. So, like, I guess there's, like, just a fragment of Yubel's darkness inside Johan that's, like, making him act up. So, like, it's not explained well, but, like, yeah, you would think since this is, like, the real physical body of Yubel that Johan would, like, collapse into a fucking heap. But no, it just is, he's there, he's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, like, during the period of the episode whenever Yubel is on the field, like, we don't really hear, like, them speak through Johan. Like, Johan's just kind of not on screen They They, they do at the end of the duel with Rio. Yeah. I will know, But, like, the entire time Johan has been speaking in his own voice, but, like, in the end, when he kind of really goes sick, I'm just like, all right, Yubel's here. Yeah, I think yeah. in the dub, it kind of switches back and forth. Um, also, there, there's a really funny moment earlier in the duel when, like, it's like when Yubel realizes that Amon's not, like, the evil fucked up darkness, it's uh, Echo. Because Yubel, like, looks into Amon's heart wondering what kind of world he's oh, trying yeah, to make. Yeah. And it's just like, it's like that fucking Simpsons thing of like, imagine the world without, you know, X. And it's like people like holding hands in a circle, smiling around the world. It's like that. You both like, oh, your world is cringe and fail. You you want nice things? Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like, again, it is like pretty cool that like, Yubel is being a sicko for darkness in a monk's heart. And then like truly like, you know, Kingdom Heart style dived to the heart into a monk's heart. And like what they find there is like, oh, this guy is actually genuinely nice. Damn, that's that's the most fucked up thing of all. <laughs> a guy who actually cares about people. <laughs> Protect a guy who cares. Very few left. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, when Yubo, Yubo gets summoned and Yubo like... I don't know exactly what the card effect is. I think one of our questions this week is about Yubel's card effect, but like in in the in the duel, Yubel like draws Echo's darkness over, and Amon's like, "No shit, fuck!" Because he knows that if Echo attacks Yubel, Yubel can like 
slurp that energy up and like deal the damage back to Amon, yeah. which is what happens, and Amon fucking beefs it and dies. Yeah. Uh, uh, so now Yubel gets to do Yarl pose. Wait for Judai. <laughs> yeah. Sure does. <laughs> Yarl challenge two K twenty two. Yeah. Uh, and like I think the episode just ends with them laughing evilly. Yeah, that's pretty much as it. As every episode of everything in the world should. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, sort of like, I know, Judai and, Judai and the gang, like, arrive as the episode closes or something, more or uh, less. Yeah, yeah, more or less. Uh, yeah, ne- next week is going to be, presumably, Judai versus Yubel. So look forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dan, that's the episode. Do you have a Segi for us? I do. Um, Fuck yeah. So, let us go into... Uh, Beyond Toon World. You're going to love this. Trust me. Beyond Toon World! BTW! Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Sorry. Today we're talking about Yubel's English voice actor, Cassandra Lee Morris. Oh, I know this one. I know this one. We did this on Gundam a couple weeks ago. This is a fucking banger. Oh, what? Yeah. Uh, Cassandra Lee Morris is, uh, her career starts in, like, the mid-2000s, uh, doing dubbing for four kids. Uh, she was also in, like, a series of, like, educational videos when she was a teenager. <laughs> uh, but, uh, she's, like, her first role, it's Magical Do-Re-Mi. Uh, uh, it's, uh, I think she plays the role of, let me see here... Who's the exact character? Melissa. That's the dub name of the character, Melissa. Uh, th- her next role is playing, playing the roles of Allison Ubel, uh, using like the screen name of, uh, Megan McCracken. Uh, she goes on to appear in 5Ds, uh, and like in Pokemon. Uh, uh, some of her big roles include, uh, Cubay in the, uh, Madoka series. Oh. Bastard of my life. Uh, Fucked up little guy. Yeah. Uh, Ritsu Tainaka in K-On. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. Some minor characters in Skullgirls, including Minette and Umbrella. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's uh, Morgana from Persona 5. Looking cool, Joker. Oh, I'm getting more I will bucks. say... <laughs> while while watching the dub, I I've only seen like clips and stuff of Morgana in Persona Five because I haven't played the game, but I can really hear the Morgana <laughs> in her voice. Uh, uh, you can. I I wish I didn't even think about Morgana that much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I so, have to assume that she was in Irritable Boil Orphans. Uh, you are correct. <laughs> yes. Uh. Max, why don't you tell uh, Sarah? Uh, if I re- if I remember correctly, she voiced Carta Issue in Irritable mm-hmm. Bowel Orphans. Nice. Uh, let's see some other big roles. Uh, let's see, we've got Frankie Stein in a bunch of Monster High stuff. I'm oh, uh, just kidding. That was no, that was a different character. Hold oh, I'm, she, I gotta figure it out. She was Elora the Fawn in the Spyro Reignited t- trilogy. Hell um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay, she was Atra in Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans. My ah, bad. She yeah, yeah. is Sosis in Fire Emblem Three Houses, and oh, will shit. continue to play the role in Three Hopes. I can't wait to fucking stuff Sosis down a toilet in that game. <laughs> uh, Fuck Byleth. I'm glad they made them the villain. Just The idea of, like, this weird emotionless, just, like, 
empty shell of a professor is like a lot more compelling when like they're the bad guy, you yeah, know? Yeah, it's good. I'm excited uh, to delve into it. Buy with a fucking swirly. Uh, <laughs> Befica, Winkle, Snoot, and Bug Snacks. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Fuck uh, yeah. Ringo, Ando, and Puyo Puyo Tetris. Uh, and, uh, let's see, there's, uh, oh, Dragon Kid and Tiger and Bunny 2. Hell yeah. Cool. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Thank you, Cassandra Lee Morris. Thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. I'm saluting. I'm on the Twitter looking at to see if we have any questions. Now this we, we we have a questions on Twitter. I have found the question on Twitter. Um, so we usually post our questions post uh shortly before recording. <laughs> this was delayed. This so was a week before recording. This, 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 this has been it's been a wee while. Um, blame our technical difficulties for this. Um, so we have a question here from Jasmine Marsh at Pydemon on Twitter. Best evil mirror to the hero in media that you've made or made fan content for? Hmm. Media you've made or made fan content for? That's the thing. I haven't made that much media myself. Yeah. Hmm. And I don't like to partake in evil. I was raised Catholic, so I'm against it, let personally. Me, <laughs> let me just I'm... look at my art Tumblr real quick. <laughs> While you do that, Dan, my answer is not media I've made, but it's a kind of literal interpretation of the, the prompt. In Kid Icarus Uprising, the game replay is everyone's favorite angel pit. Um... There's a level where, like, Thanatos literally holds up a mirror that you fly into and, like, Dark Pit comes out. Mm. And he's not evil. He's like Shadow the Hedgehog. He's just kind of an asshole, but, like, he's a good guy deep down. And, yeah. like, whenever he shows up, he just no-sells everyone's jokes. Like, no matter who it is, he's just like, like, shut the fuck up. Can you take this seriously, please? It's very funny in a game where everyone is really funny. And Dark Pit is just, like, a complete downer. I like him. <laughs> that is, like, sort of similarly, I'm thinking of, like... Like in D and D sessions I've run, where I had a great time, like being like, "Oh, guys, can you just like send me your character sheets, like, so I can check them over just to see like your stats and stuff." And then obviously, what I needed those for was actually so that they could all like go into a mirror room and just like fight evil versions of themselves the next session. So that was fun. Hell yeah! Um, and like I noticed that happening in the Elden Ring playthrough I was watching, where the like tarnished player character like goes into like a place in the fucked up city and like like a fucking morphing slime appears and just like morphs into them and then like yeah. you have to like fight yourself and like you get to sort of like analyze like how good or how bad you have done your own build based on how difficult you are to so defeat as an can enemy. I tell you can uh-huh. I tell you something really fucking funny the uh-huh. best way to defeat the mimic tier you unequip ev- all of your weapons and armor and walk into that fight naked, and then once the thing transforms into you, you equip all your shit again. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> then you're just beating funny. down on a naked version of yourself. <laughs> Extremely good. Um, yeah, that, that's my category for best evil to mirror the hero in media that you've made or made fan content for. What we got, Dan? Let's see. So, in I've got... I could go with bug fables, but the problem is... The exact example I'm thinking of is kind of a huge spoiler. Mm. Uh, uh, so instead, I will go with uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, there have been plenty of like evil mirror versions of Sonic. Uh, characters who embody his traits in different ways. Ooh, but it's it's hard to pick a favorite, but let's go with Ooh, I do love Shadow the Hedgehog. I do love Metal Sonic. 
There's, uh, there's Scourge. Oh, actually, I'll go with Surge the Hedgehog, who, uh, is, so, in the IDW comics, uh, Dr. Starline, uh, uh, a villain exclusive to the comics, uh, uh, makes, like, evil mirror versions of Sonic and Tails, uh, named Surge the, uh, Tenrek and Kit the, uh, er, Kitsunami the Fennec, uh, evil mm. versions of Sonic and Tails, like, they have powers that are based on things they're afraid of. Uh, they've got this fun dynamic going on. Uh, I really love everything that, that I've seen so far of them, which is just like four issues of a side series, but it's all been really good. So, hmm. uh, uh, a whole thing going on in like the IDW series, uh, bad guys about them. Well, not bad guys. It's, uh, imposter syndrome. Uh, they are trying to figure out, like, what the hell is going on with them, and, like, Starline basically has this, like, thing he can do where he just, like, wipes their memories and he can start over and make sure they don't, like, disobey him this time. And apparently he's had to do that a lot, so it's really fucked with them. <laughs> yeah, fucked It's up. great. Yeah. So sad. Huh? Uh, uh Discord uh, questions? We got Discord questions. Uh, first one this week comes from friend of the show, Sam Goofy, and I know it, who asks, I'm going to need the GX gang's favorite ice cream flavors. Who orders a milkshake instead of a cone? Does anyone prefer a waffle cone? Mm. Well, the thing is, the thing is, there's not many of the GX gang left. We've only got like three people to choose from, so. <laughs> I'm imprinting on, I'm imprinting on the main character, Judah's favorite flavor, strawberry. I feel like Jaden's a cookie yeah. dough kind of guy. So what we're saying here? I think he no he he's like a birthday cake guy. Uh, is that Jaden's boring as shit? Uh, he just wants vanilla. Let's see. Crowler of course gets a gelato. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I, I honestly have like a like a pistachio gelato. Yeah. Oh fucking absolutely. Yeah. Um. Show slash Cyrus. Uh. Absolutely a mint choc chip kind of bitch. Oh have you yeah. Imagine the color his hair, of this no child's hair. Um, Johan gets, like, a comedy, like, seven-scoop high that he has to, like, balance, like, a Mario Party minigame every time. And, like, you know, Judai's there to, like, help his boyfriend eat his ice cream. Uh, Cyrus gets a cone and a cup. Uh, like... Yeah. Uh, let's see, uh... Bell just buys... Bell just buys a quart from the store and eats it out of, like... with with Just just out of the tub with their hands. Oh, Oh, I was about to say big same, but never mind. Uh, <laughs> Not with your bare hands, hopefully. That's cold. You gotta wear gloves. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Oh, also, Crawler definitely prefers a waffle cone. Like, mm. Oh, yeah. 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 I think it's because Crawler thinks that that's like, more authentically Italian, but like I don't know if it is, and neither does Crawler. Yes. I mean, exactly. the, funny, the funniest answer is that he's not Italian, he just is lying. But, yeah, you know. exactly. He's, yeah, he's stealing valor. Remember, Remember when he spoke Mandarin? I forgot or about that possibly shit. Possibly Spanish. He spoke Spanish. I think he's yeah. just a man of. Yeah, I think he's just an international man of mystery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Oh, um, y'all like Austin Powers? Uh, <laughs> exactly. What's uh, like Austin Powers? <laughs> <laughs> Shadow Sandbag asks, "How do we feel about Ubel the card? I think this is the first time it's actually played. I think you're right. Uh, so I got, I have the Ubel card. Yeah, up on what the screen. is its actual effect? <clears throat> All right, I'm gonna I, read the effect. Yeah, so Ubel. Yeah, yeah. Ubel is a 10-star monster, dark attribute. It is a fiend effect monster. Attack 0, defense 0. 
This card cannot be destroyed by battle. You take no battle damage from battles involving this card. Before damage calculation, when this face-up attack position card is attacked by an opponent's monster, inflict damage to your opponent equal to that monster's attack. During okay. your end phase, tribute one other monster or destroy this card. When this card is destroyed, except by its own effect, its owner can special summon one U-Bell Terror Incarnate from their hand, Decker Graveyard. Don't know what that last part's about. This is pretty cool, of just yeah. like a, th- a thing. Oh, I'm a little birthday boy. I have zero attacks, zero defense. <laughs> you wouldn't dare hit me, would you? And then and then you get, God, you fall into U-Bell's trap. Yeah, I, I'm sure we will discover what that last part is about in the next Yeah, it sounds pretty badass, not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Um... I like it. I think it's cool. It, it, it's like a, it's a lot of effect, but I think it's an effect that like makes sense. It's quite simple, actually. Yeah, it, it's that... like it's written lengthy, but like you have to write it lengthy because like there's this whole science of how to word yeah. your card properly, like the, where the comma comes and if the if comes, yeah, blah, 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 blah. yeah. But like the concept of oh, all the damage that you do to this monster is done to you. Like, yeah, has it come up before? Like, it seems like it should is... have because it's really simple. Almost certainly, but like I, we we see that in cards like Mirror Force, but we yeah. don't see that in like actual card effects themselves. I think, like, so we've seen a ton of cards whose like effect is that they can't be destroyed by other effects, but like Ubel kind of compounds on that by making it just like this completely weak ass shit thing. But then like if you hit it, you get fucked up. Yeah, it's like Golden Experience, but only in the beginning. <laughs> like I'm trying to think of like because Judai's like Flame Wingman honestly has like a sort of similar vibe of an effect where like all the damage what's different that's just piercing attack yeah yeah that, that is just it's cool though i like you Bell. yeah we, 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 we care them we care them um, and, and they look fucking cool no oh, they look like come on non-binary with left breast you gotta love it <laughs> right um kirby the cleric asks which is more painful dying to death in the sub or being sent to the four kids shadow realm or amongst the stars in the dub. I don't think uh, going into the Shadow Realm is painful. It's just existentially horrifying. Yeah, the existential horror of it's... having to be out in the stars forevermore or whatever. That's not, that, that is worse than literally anything else. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just Among like, the d- stars. Just endlessly Emotes. floating in space. <laughs> eventually, eventually, I would stop thinking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd pull a Cars-type maneuver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> Hornmeister asks, how about a question that isn't conductive to an audio medium at all? Which swamp card is your favorite in all of Magic the Gathering? If you don't know any, I recommend Googling them. Pretty pictures. Okay, I actually have one of these, but I can't remember which one it is. I'm, go- I'm Googling Magic the Gathering swamp, and I'm going to pick one that I, I literally that to my soul. swapped, like, a really good fucking actual, like, monster card in Magic the Gathering for a cool-looking swap card for my friend because I didn't give a shit and I just wanted to... <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, I found it. I found it. That was really easy. Um, This one's by Jim Nelson. Uh, I, I couldn't tell Show you me when. pictures of swap card by Jim Nelson. Yeah, hold on. Let me, let, me, let me copy Jim Nelson's cool art. I realize that trying to describe this in an auditory medium is not going to do well. I posted in patrons. It's like, it looks like a Telvani mushroom village oh, from the Elder Scrolls. fucking easy. This is Easy. If, I want to live in mushroom village. Are you kidding me? This is if Roger Dean, the cover artist for all the Yes albums, designed a swamp card in Magic the Gathering. Oh, and this is from that, um... Like samurai inspired expansion pack from a few years ago. Oh, is that what the Tory Gate on the on the right yeah, side is? Yeah, there was like a thing because there there was like a bunch of cool samurai, and I looked at those cards and I said, "Wow, cool samurai!" <laughs> I say that all the time whenever I see a samurai. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh this this one isn't as impressive, but I'm liking this 
one by uh, Jim Pavlek. It's just a quintessential fantasy swamp. Um, that, that, oh, it's a colorful fantasy swamp. I like it. Yeah. I like the it's, purples in the background. Yeah, That's it's pretty. like Dagobah, but you sort of turn the saturation. Oh, I know, I know there's a Yoda hiding behind one of these rocks. Yeah. <laughs> this one's quite simple. Again, very like fantasy 80s, 90s book cover. It's just a cool fucked up tree in a swamp. It's just really good. Yeah. Honestly, I think like 90% of the reasons that I tended to play swamp decks in Magic is because the card, cards look cool. Yeah, whenever the very few times I played Magic, I always did black green just because that's a very cool archetype to play. Yeah, yeah. It's like zombies and plants and shit. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. Good. Um, let's see. Uh, uh um, <laughs> Edelgard, Edelgard apologist, aka Danny, asks, "What are y'all's thoughts on Mister Among Us? Did you think his character would take this route?" Mm. I. <sighs> I think they tried to tack too much onto the end here. Yeah, his character arc was honestly kind of ended up being like a load of nothing because it was like there's like a whole thing where he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna be the king. Oh, I want to be the king. Oh no, actually, I'm a good person and like I would never like kill my brother like that." And like he just like sort of swithers between those two things quite fast and does both at the same time, and it ends up being a load of nothing. The the idea of him just, like, sticking back in the world to just, like, rule over it because he wants to be king of something and leaving it at that is a lot more compelling than him being like, and I actually loved Echo the whole time and I want to make a nice, good world. It's like, no, let him be a sicko. Come like, I was, I was sitting here thinking, like, during the duel where, especially when, like, Yubel, like, d- d- dives to the heart into his brain and is like, oh my god, this guy is actually genuinely compassionate. And I was sitting there, I'm like, okay, well, genuinely compassionate is clearly not the same as actually being good at, like, I don't know, organizing or, like, imagine fucking Among just, like, going back to the real world and, like, fucking, I don't know, starting a charity, doing fucking anything with the wealth and power he has to, like, improve the quality of the world in any way whatsoever. But no, he's still stuck here dueling. So I know it kind of falls flat for me for that reason. Uh, so, well, so, so you're saying it's true to life then? Yeah. I mean, it does seem kind of vaguely defined, like, how he's supposed to make a better world. Like... Oh yeah, it's so vague. Mm-hmm. It's it's so nothing. Just trust me, bro. You just, just 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 trust <laughs> me, bro. I I need Exodia for this. Don't ask why. Yeah, like I like the general concepts and archetypes, but like I don't care for it. Yeah, it, it needed to be either fleshed out more or fleshed out less. But the where it is now, it's like a weird middle ground. I don't quite care for. Yeah, honestly, yeah. If it was fleshed out less and he was just like a guy who kind of wanted to be king but was torn, I don't know. Like that would honestly be better. It's, it, like, there's a reason that simple character archetypes work so well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess I guess my final answer is he's fine, but a lot of failed potential. He's fine. It's, I like that his name is Amogus, sort of. Yeah, that, that's very, that's, that's very the best cool. part to me, personally. He, he looks cool. He looks like he looks cool. a guy who would be in Linkin Park or something. <laughs> really? <laughs> um, Neutral Do Hotel, Devin asks, is you Bell cool? Yes. 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 Um, yes. Cass, non-binary with left breast, asks, who do you think would listen to Lego Batman's original single, Darkness No Parents? If only one could, then who would win the fight over the cassette tape? So that's a real thing, huh? Uh, yeah, in the Lego Batman movie, Will Arnett sings a song that's like, Darkness! No Parents! Lego movie's real, huh? It's, Batman is a much funnier character when he's flanderized like that. Yeah. Uh, let me think. Uh, so, I... I imagine Jaden listens to it because he loves the Lego movie. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, and he it's a Lego keeps, Batman movie. He keeps telling himself it's only because he loves the Lego Batman movie and not because there's a great amount of darkness in his heart and he has possibly no parents. Who knows? Uh, We've never seen them. Let's see. Probably 
I'm thinking Zane for some reason. He loves the darkness. Yeah. He he loves. He probably all has <laughs> parents, but he, you know, no, he loves it. the darkness so much that he forgets that he has parents when he listens to the song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He imagines what it would be like to have no parents. Yeah, cool like, likewise, Chaz. Yeah. Oh but, no, it's definitely Chaz because Chaz actively hates his fucking family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, the the song has the word darkness in it, and he loves all that shit. He wears a black trench coat. Come exactly. on. Exactly. He's a dirty, filthy, nasty boy. And if He's he dead. fought Rio, if he fought Rio over it, uh, they both lose because they're both dead. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Cass also asks, "What is the weed-using character's favorite ways to imbibe? A pipe, rolled cigarette, brownie, etc." Max, so- you're the weed user here. You got to answer this one. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I remember reading this fucking story about um someone. It's like college frat that had a five foot bong called <laughs> Napoleon. Uh-huh. They, they like named it Napoleon, I think. Uh huh. After um, the guy from the show that we watch. Uh huh. And and if you they're like, what if what happens if you are a short person who has to hit the bong? And he said. We call it gargling, gar- gargoyling it, and you have to crouch on the like the arm of a couch to hit it. That's what Kronos and Napoleon do in the office. <laughs> Kronos just can stand up and hit the bomb, but Napoleon has to gargoyle it. Oh, that's good. I just, um, okay, because correct me if I'm wrong. I I don't. I've never used a real bong, but I've used a bong that someone made out of a plastic bottle at three a.m. at a party once. You have to like put your thumb over a little thing to make the bomb work good, right? Uh, so with that, you have to have like a little carb hole with the real bong. What you end up doing, you don't need it because there's already suction. What you do to stop doing it, instead of putting your thumb over the hole to hit it, you remove part of the bong to stop hitting it. Um, on a real bong, like the, the part where you put the plant, you can like take out. So then you're just like inhaling the leftover smoke and that clears out the tube. Okay. See, the image, sorry, before I learned that fact about weed consumption, the image I had on the head in my head is that like Napoleon is gargoyling it to like hit it from the bong but because he's got very short arms he can't like reach the little hole he needs to put his pinky over to make the bong hit so like Kronos has to do it for him and Kronos is just like there like trolling him and not letting him hit the bong for a while um oh no it, it's the opposite I think I okay. think Napoleon's too sh- Napoleon's too short to remove like the, the 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 front of it so he can stop hitting it and Kronos won't do it so Napoleon just like dies every time they smoke because Kronos won't let him stop hitting it <sighs> I mean uh, also you bell vapes uh oh Jaden that's why does... it's there's so much fog about the place yes. <laughs> it's all coming together it's all coming together sorry Dan does edibles because he likes the taste do you uh, think he knows there's weed in them I I take okay I take umbrage with that because I've never eaten an edible that tastes good. <laughs> I've had edible gummies that tasted good, but also I got okay them from gummies. Life. I think are different. I'm thinking of like baked goods, and let me tell you, you okay. can't make unless it's like a brownie. Like it, it's it's just like that weed flavor. It has to be a certain consistency because I've had like weed lemon bars, and let me tell you, like the chewiness of those and like the jelliness of those with like that really really heavy weed flavor. It's like I had to plug my nose and eat it because it was like so strong. Okay, no. fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, I think you know, gummies are fine. I mean, like the answer is they're all kids and shouldn't be doing it because they'll kill their brain cells. Yeah, it but also, yeah, really cannot imagine many of the GX team gang doing a weed like at all. You're right, I, especially not any of the dub characters. Oh, oh, I got it, I got it, I got it. Uh, Professor Cobra does CBD gummies. <laughs> oh yes. Uh. 
he just uh, does it for for his like fucking joint pain because he's like a hundred years old. Hey, you know fucking remember Commander Shepard? Yeah. You know how he's always kind of like distracted and doesn't really know what the fuck is going on in his school. You think he's always high forever? Absolutely. I agree. All right. Cosine, because that was some real shit you just said. Uh, fuck off. <laughs> uh, when he was alive, uh, Doctor Banner was everyone's weed guy. Oh my oh, god. No, yeah, yeah. Alchemy. Sure, buddy. Sure. That's what that class is. Also, Somehow he's found a way to like keep his weed inside Pharaoh. Also, Bolowski <laughs> smokes the dual weed that makes you good at dueling. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. He's just living in one infinite hot box. It, it's like smoking the smart weed and Tails gets trolled. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh... Final question, uh, Shadow Sandbag asks, you had previously gone over the Kaiser Rio Animal Eye have become AMV. Sure have. GX is most deserp- deserving of a disturbed down with the sickness AMV? <sighs> hmm. I think it's gotta be, like, possessed Johan, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's, like, just the most sicko with it. I mean, Or it's, like, Supreme if- King Judai. Yeah, I was gonna say Judai sicko mode. Mm-hmm. The sickness is the, the sicko mode within Judai's heart, and he Whoa. is done with it, or Yubel's done with it. I don't know. There's there's sort of something there in the relationship between Yubel and Judai that is just done with the sickness. The real disturbed was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> Confirmed. Confirmed. I like the AMVs. Hey, those were some good questions yeah. we got. Yeah. Better than the yeah. episodes, almost. Oh my god! Yeah, but damn. Okay. I mean, the bar wasn't high, but our audience yeah. is great. Yeah, exactly. Y'all get some good shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that'll do us for this week. Uh, I reckon it's time for plugs now. Yeah. Um, who's first? Uh, I'll go first. I'm Dan. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Bigger Challenge. You can find me, uh, on on a YouTube Big Challenges. I've got a Fallout Four LP. Uh, oh, yeah. You can listen to my other podcasts, which include The Sonic Shuffle, a random and holistic Sonic lore podcast. I've been slow with uploading the episodes, but uh, recently I uploaded one of our fan zones where we talked about uh, uh, some old Tyson Hess comics and uh, the extremely good uh, Hydroxian webcomic Hanging Out. Uh, uh, I've got some more stuff in the pipe. Uh, look forward to it. Uh, you can listen to video games, the movie, the podcast, a video game movie review podcast I do with my friend Maxi. We're recording tonight. We're going to be talking about uh, Resident Evil Apocalypse, the second film in the series, with special guest Morgan Kerskoat. Uh, nice. They're a huge, they're an expert on Resident Evil uh, film series. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh you can also find me, find, uh, my finished podcast, Chill Bleed, about Ill Bleed, my inactive podcast, Stranger's Fiction, and visit at Xbox underscore holiday where Usher celebrates holidays with Xbox. Uh, I think there's something coming up, but I don't remember it. So I'll just. Fourth of July is what pops up. Oh, my yeah, head. that's it. It's Fourth of Shit. Happy Fourth of Shit, Xbox. Mm. What are your plugs, Sarah? I'm Sarah. You can find me on the internet pretty much everywhere at Sarah McCostumes and CC Costumes. I wanted to shout out the fact that I was recently on a sort of uh, a podcast called Story X Story, um, which is run by a British uh, manga distribution 
company, I think. Um, and they interviewed me about my, like, costumes and how I got into costumes and what I do in costumes. And it was very fun and very interesting. And I hope to be on there again one day. Um, so you should go check that out. That is a Story X Story podcast. Um, and then, uh, the other thing I wanted to announce was actually, I've got quite a lot because I've been away for a while. So just give me like a second here. Um, Kavos Killer Chronicles season two will be coming back in a few weeks. Uh, we are Let's fucking go. finally starting Wise Man's Fear, one of the worst books and most sort of oh, viscerally traumatizing books almost that I've ever read. So we're coming back. Uh, tan, 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 finished. I finished a podcast. It is over. Complete. Mwah. Chef's Kiss Cherry on the top with the Steven Spielberg movie. And then finally, um, as well as some Never Believe It stuff that I will be doing that will be over on Narratohead underscore band on Twitter. Um, I am also starting producing an audio drama um, in collaboration with Tom Mobile Suit Breakdown, who is writing something and I'm producing it and we're sort of getting that together. That's going to be in the pipeline for another good few months, but I just wanted to shout it out so that people know that it exists and can be looking forward to it. Um, so yeah, that's all the stuff I have been at uh, while I have been away. Max, popcorn. I, I like being in the um, <laughs> it's so Wheel funny. of Time Discord, just kind of looking and smiling and nodding and just like interjecting with a stupid joke every week. <laughs> that's like, kind of it. We and Tom are like, all right, production meeting. Here's like what this character needs to be about. Blah, 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 blah. Like, oh, here's all our brainstorms for like the title of this thing. And I just know that you're there and can see all this. Yeah, it's it's good shit. I I I I I glance over it when I can. I'm like, this is some fucking cool stuff. I can't wait to 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 experience it when it comes out. But then I'm just like, like you know, it's it's very like it's how uh, how the how the hot dogs made, but like a lot less gross. Like we, not a very good analogy. We could have made a separate shot, but now nah, we just decided to use the one that you're in. No, I mean, what well, is it? Because this Discord, it's a small Discord that's private. Yeah, you just made a new channel for it, and bada boom. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so where can we find you? I'm Max. You can. Yeah, you can go to Twitter, Max B. Julian, to find me. Uh, you can go to Twitter at Wow Cool Podcast. Listen to my Gundam show. Uh, we are like imminently finishing, uh, uh, what is it called? Iron Blooded Orphans. That's the one, um, with, uh, a friend of the podcast, Sarah, different Sarah. Uh, it's good watching it my again. Fellow with Sarah and Sarah No H. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to do Gundam Unicorn next. What if Ooh. it was about too much new type bullshit? Ooh. Interesting. Sarah, My... if you, the 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 you new type bullshit that happens in Unicorn, let me tell you. Yeah, I've watched a bit of Unicorn. I do love my boy Banacher. Um, Banana. His name is Banacher. I will not hear any of this Banacher shit. It's Banacher with a ch in it. In the in the sub, they call him Banaji. It's Banacher. Banacher. Um, that that's starting soon. Tune in for that. Get ready. It'll be fun. It'll be you know shorter because Unicorn's like seven OVAs and there's a movie. Um, and then after that, I'm um, doing Build Fighters with Dan. Okay, yeah. Great time. Nice. Yeah. Uh, uh, we'll also be joined by uh, uh, Yuri, a uh, host of Six Feet Under. Ooh. Yeah, it's going to be a fucking great time. I like, I can't wait. I can't wait to just like talk about byproduct the show. That's going to mm. be such a fucking breath of fresh air for <laughs> me personally. <laughs> um, yeah, you've been in the soup too long. Yeah, I'd be, oh God, I'm about to dip in like the deep zone of the soup. You're fucking marinated. Um, oh. I'm I'm I almost said I'm ripe. I don't want to say that. <laughs> um you can also go to Twitter at Slappers Only Pod to listen to Slappers Only. We're on a bit of a hiatus right now. We'll be back eventually talking about video game music. It's good. Um and you can go to twitter.com uh at Podagreed to find our podcast. We make weekly questions posts. 
tweet about our episodes, retweet cool art. You can go to, hey, you can go to podagree.tumblr.com. It's back and active, baby. Dan Dan revived it from the dead. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still not going to be, like, the number one place to find all our shit online, but yeah. we're, we're on Tumblr still. We'll be reblocking stuff. A lot of cool things going on yeah. there. Tumblr's still a very yeah. fun website to be on, must we, say. We played uh, Reborn the Tumblr. Mm-hmm. Reborn. <laughs> we revived it from the graveyard. Um, and you can go to patreon.com slash pod of greed to become a patron. One dollar a month will get you uh, our monthly uh, feed of podcasting. This month will be uh, Fast and Furious No The. Next month, I guess, like, the Minions episode will be whenever it goes to streaming so we can, like, more easily watch it. Yeah. yeah. So, like, probably in a month. Um, because I, mean, I do want to go see it in the cinema. You better fucking see it in the cinema, because I'm going to see it in the cinema in less than a week's time, and I can't fucking wait. Katie won't see it with me. Very sad. Oh. Um, oh. It's so sad. It's okay. I'll just bring... I'll, I will literally bring a Minions plush with me and have him sit <laughs> in my lap. Um, and, hey, f- $5 and above will get you shout-outs at the end of the episode. Uh, Sarah, you want to hit those real quick? Yes, I do. Thank you very much to NDS Nuffkin, Colton Crow, Emery, Joel Thomas, Riley Hopkins, Shadows Handbag, and Drevian. Thank you so much. I just realized that and- says NDN Snufkin and not NDA Snufkin. Um, I am sorry. <laughs> Movies Factory well, owns my dick. Not Non-disclosure, no agreement. <laughs> yeah. Um, And our $10 and above patrons, you get... At a mere four months out of the year, being at the tender level will eligibleify you for a real-life care package in the mail. Guess what? The pharaohs are happening. I'm looking at them right now. I'll be mailing them out next weekend. So mm-hmm. expect your pharaohs, capital P, capital S, pretty soon. Mm. I'm looking at a lot of nuts in the hole right now. It's good stuff. <laughs> and I'm, I'm assuming you've lined them all up in your office so that the, all the nuts and hole are facing you. It's like, um, it's kind of like, I'll, I'll send an image afterwards. It's kind of like, uh, I tried to stack them. Uh-huh. So, like, all of the nuts and holes are kind of, like, stacked. They don't balance that well. Yeah. But I, I can see all four at once. Good, good, yeah. good, good, good. Um, and finally, thank you to NoiseBase.xyz for hosting this show. Thank you, Matt Gabe, for the whole damn thing. Thank you, Matt uh, Gabe. A lot of podcasts there. You're the podcast 2022. I'm finally saying it again. It's finally and the year of the podcast. It's fi- finally about time. And that'll do it for us this week, which is, I guess, technically last week, but who cares? It's our show. Um, I set myself face down, and I don't get up, because I smoked too much marijuana. Uh, I set myself face down and exhale a huge cloud of vape, which pervades the entirety of the dual dimension. Uh, I set myself face down and uh, uh, get ready for the king to kill me with his materia sword. Each, each.